Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to dive into the idea of sounds as symbols. And there are many different contexts in which this is uh, an interesting way to approach an audiobook project. I was speaking with an author today, and we were looking at her manuscript where she has several comments that are indicated as good ones to use or not good ones to use by using a symbol of a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And there are several of them in the book. And one of the things that I was thinking about in terms of the approach to this was that If we had to do a thumbs up, thumbs down every time when we said those phrases, that it might not be that great of a listening experience overall. I thought it might get kind of tiresome to be hearing that. So I was thinking about what are some ways that we could approach it differently and possibly using sound effects as our friend in this context. And interesting to note, this particular book is about It's a guide to condolences, the kinds of things that you can appropriately and kindly say to someone who is grieving, and then on the flip side, things that you really shouldn't say to people when they're grieving, because it just causes more pain. So this is a book in which there is a tone that we want to maintain, a tone of respect, and we're dealing with a kind of sensitive topic. In my first conversation with her prior to looking through the manuscript, she had mentioned when we were talking about what kind of voice we would want, she had said, well, she'd like a voice that was sort of lighthearted because it's kind of a heavy topic. And so it occurred to me that perhaps one way we might craft this thumbs up, thumbs down scenario would be to use sound effects. And the kind of sound effects that uh, we're in discussion about would be ones that have that sort of natural association with, oh, yeah, that's a good thing to say, or, oh, bad idea. Obviously, we all know, oh, that's a bad idea, right? So we want to be able to create this a respectful but still a little bit lighthearted. So we're looking for that sort of middle ground in the kinds of sounds that we choose. Not so much cartoony, but ones that we will naturally associate with an up or a down. And that is very easily accomplished with tonality. So when we go up, we kind of get that feeling of thumbs up. And when we go down, we know it's thumbs down. And then also factoring in that this is a very short book, but it has a lot of these locations, a lot of phrases, because it's it, that's what this whole book is about, or what can you say and what shouldn't you say. Because of that, because there's so many placements, 
it makes sense that for the similar reason that we don't want to be saying thumbs up and thumbs down throughout the book, that it could get tiresome, we are going to need to have a range of sounds for down and a range for up. So just sort of bringing you into my thinking about how to approach something like this, where you can actually use sound effects in a nonfiction book to create an experience where a symbol that may be used in a book can be replaced with a sound. So let's talk about some other scenarios where this kind of thing might be really helpful. We also are in just wrapping up production for a book of poetry that is very sort of a body romp, just a very fun, tongue-in-cheek kind of poetry. They're all very short, and it is supposed to have a very lighthearted, very, that might be too weak a word to describe the tone of this book. And so because of the content in this book of poems, the idea here is to put a sound effect after each poem. Because they're all very short, this will help create that separation between one poem and the next, and to also give it in this case, a much more of a cartoony kind of sound, because that's more the tone of this book. So we'll be looking, or actually we've already placed in, you know, sounds that range from a boing to a fart sound, you know. It's the idea is looking at the context and trying to enhance that experience, and at the same time, dealing with certain otherwise more bland, I'll say, scenarios where we could have just gone title, short poem, short pause, title, short poem, short pause. But because this is a very fun poetry book, we wanted to just bring it alive a little bit, make it a little bit more fun in that way. So uh, that's another context in which um, sound effects can be used in a poetry book. Now, in another whole different kind of poetry book, very different tone and genre, but still poetry, that we produced, where it was a spiritual book. So these were spiritually based poems. And at the end of these, we wanted time to reflect. So what we did is we put a meditation bell at the end of each of those poems. That gave us that separation a kind of meditative moment since the meditation bell is that kind of trigger, that reminder for those who do meditate, that it's time to to consider, to let it soak in and to have a moment with the poetry. Another context or type of book or situation where a symbol could be reflected or produced as a sound effect would be in a scenario where there are different segments of the book and you want a break between segments and you may have a symbol in the book. It could be fiction or nonfiction. And if the segments are long enough to where you're not feeling like it's an overwhelming thing that where you don't have so many of them, then uh, it could be a good fit. It could help set that apart. That could be anything 
from the kinds of sounds we've already talked about, or it could be something like, all right, we know we want to have time passing, so let's have a sound that's going to suggest that we're going forward in time. And maybe you have a time travel book where there are times when you're going back in time. So one way to help the listener sort of subliminally, but not entirely subliminally, some of it's very much on the surface, is to have a sound that makes it sound like we're shooting forward, and then we're going back in time, right? Uh Lots of different ways that we can play with those kinds of sounds. Basically, a reversal of a sound effect. Let's take just a short break, and we'll come back with some other ideas. Looking for a way to bring your children's book to life in an engaging way for young ones? At Pro Audio Voices, we bring together decades of experience with audio production, teaching, and parenting to craft a listening experience that will delight children and parents alike. If you're looking for an experienced team to bring your children's book to life in audio, check out ProAudioVoices.com. I want to bring up just one more context in the nonfiction world in which a sound effect could be helpful. And again, you're going to want to select your sound effect with care and make sure it's appropriate for your book. But you could also use one as a way to indicate a sidebar. And if you're considering taking this approach, you may want to initially connect the word sidebar with the sound so that the listener understands that that's what the sound is telling them. And then once you've established the sound that brings you into a sidebar and the sound that takes you out of the sidebar and back to the main text, from that point on or, you know, possibly after a couple of them, if you feel like it needs it, then you can let go of the word and just let the sound do the job of that formatting. Okay, and now I have one other area that I want to share with you, share my thoughts on this. And this is actually not a kind of project that I have heard yet, but I would love to create this. And so it's going to be a little bit of uh, putting it out there to the authors who would like to create this kind of experience. I think it could be really fun. I'm going to start off with a definition because I don't know if everyone knows this word or not and they may not know it in the context that I'm going to be talking about it. But the word is rebus, R-E-B-U-S. And the definition of rebus is a puzzle in which words are represented by combinations of pictures and individual letters. For instance, apex might be represented by a picture of an ape followed by a letter X. When my kids were growing up, we had a book called The Bunny Rabbit Rebus. And in this book, it was, there were, there was text. And then every few words or every time there was a noun that could be represented by a picture, they would just put the picture in. And so those words would be omitted. So I think it would be really cool to have a children's story in which the words for those objects are omitted and replaced with a sound. And I think that this 
story would really need to be created with this kind of approach in mind. And who knows, maybe I'll just go ahead and write another children's book and make this kind of thing happen. But I'm putting it out there to you, my listeners, for you children's book authors. If that sounds like a fun project to you, let's talk, because I think it would be really delightful to create. And just to make it myself a little bit clearer about this idea and kind of what I'm thinking around it would be something along the lines, and I'm totally brainstorming here, but once there was a ribbit, ribbit, who jumped into the splash and swam underneath the until he came to a lily pad. Now, whatever the story is going to be, we would want it to be very sound rich. So this is where I think the challenge lies for the author in coming up with that really rich story in terms of sound and sound effect possibilities. So if that sounds like a fun project to you, please reach out to me. Let's see what we can put together. And meanwhile, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you will have loads of fun with sound effects when appropriate in your projects. If you have questions about that or how you might use sound in the project that you're working on, I'd love to hear from you. We're at ProAudioVoices.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.